0: What is good, America? It's your boy Sherman Obed here, of course, once again bringing you another great episode from What's the Word Entertainment, Obed. Uh, good to have you as well, as always. How are you? I'm fantastic, sir. Enjoying a lovely Sunday morning. How about yourself? Yeah, trying to enjoy the lovely day. Uh, Hopefully get some sunshine out here, enjoy the day uh, as much as possible. We're definitely, we have a lot to talk about today. We're going to be, of course, you know, going over the latest craziness from the NBA world. Um, I mean, so much has been going on lately these past couple weeks. We'll get to that in a few minutes on the agenda today. I want to start out with some soccer news, um, or if you're, well, shall we say American soccer, uh, or soccer, you know, or European football, whatever you want to call it there. Um, The women's national team, of course, USA won the second straight World Cup. Congratulations to the women's team. Absolutely. Congratulations to them. I believe this is their fourth World Cup victory overall. Yes. Yeah. Um they they won in dominating fashion, of course. Um my girl Alex Morgan is doing her thing, uh Megan Rapineau doing her thing. Um, you know, I think Alex Alex Morgan actually won best female athlete, I believe, the other night on the at the ESPYs, if I'm not she mistaken. Did. She did, she did. Look at looking gorgeous as always. She did not <laughs> mess around. I will say this.
1: These ladies handle it on and off the pitch. So I've, I've got to give them a shout out for that one.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah. Shout out to the U.S. women's national team uh, once again. Um, and, you know, the one of the biggest storylines, almost even bigger than them winning the World Cup, uh, their, their pay. They're just not getting their due diligence, you know, like the men's team is. I mean, yeah. I mean, I know you follow this even more so than I do. Obed. Well, I let me, I guess, let me get your take on this. So, yeah, so it's, you know, the, for it's all right.
1: Men's international soccer is huge. It's been played for years, years and years and years. Uh, you know, coincidentally, women's World Cup wasn't even a thing until it was accepted in 1991, um, and you know, it, that, which the the U.S. women's national team did win that World Cup. Uh, I think everybody remembers the the storied 1999 team, uh, Brainy Chastain and Julie Foudy and. Uh, Oh, um not can't, can't remember her name right now. It's terrible. She went to Lake Braddock High School. Mia Hamm. Mia, Mia Hamm. Yep. Um, and uh, you know, since since then, we've watched uh, all from all levels of women's soccer in the U.S. have a lot of fantastic talent. But the, the problem is that the one thing that uh, uh, Megan Rapinoe is fighting for is the idea of not not just equal salary, but you know, equal luxury, equal uh, um, investment from the U.S. Soccer mm. uh, Federation, uh, and you know, for we want to we want to get for context here um, how these two teams statistically compare. Uh, so, so the men's team has zero World Cup wins. The the closest they got was a third place finish in 1930. That was news to me. I had no idea they'd done that well <laughs> in the past. Uh, but they and they have zero Olympic wins now. Wow. Salary wise, you know, um, in 2014, Clint Dempsey. Everybody knows who Clint Dempsey is. Very, right. very accomplished player uh, at the U.S. level. Um, don't know so much about how he's done internationally because that's one for me as a, as a fan of soccer football. Um, I, how a player plays internationally, I think, is a, is. A boon to how they will perform in the U.S. You, you just have to go and play against the best competition, which uh, uh, Christian Pulisic, who currently played for Chelsea before, did play for Dortmund, is a U.S. player that plays internationally. So he is he is one of the one of the best uh, the best examples of how good a player can be if mm-hmm. they get that chance, uh, which a lot of the men's team did not do. I think Michael Bradley was one of the few uh, that played internationally um, at the time when when the World Cup men that we know who have not been so great at playing. But by comparison, Clint Dempsey made four hundred twenty-eight thousand dollars in salary in two thousand and fourteen after losing in the round of sixteen in the World Cup. Uh, so that means they made it out of the group stage. They played it against Ghana, Portugal, and Germany. Germany, who did win it, so they were able to get enough points to move on to the next round, but lost uh, when it was one and done. Uh Carly Lloyd in two thousand and fifteen made two hundred forty thousand dollars after winning the World Cup, right? Like as as a champion, and and yes. This money comes down to uh, revenue share, right? So the women's teams, of the, the champion of the Women's World Cup brings home 25% of the revenue share, mm-hmm. which doesn't really equate to a lot of money because there isn't a lot of money invested into the Women's World Cup. People, that you know, women's sports just aren't as invested in as much. The so marketing isn't there. Mm-hmm. And the ad revenue isn't there. Which it should be. Which it should be. Conversely, to the men's team, uh, where the revenue stream revenue share for them for a win is about 7 or 8% but it's of like you know 300 400 million dollars a ton of money which kind of wow. we talked about the corruption of FIFA that you know uh the tournament of the World Cup is bringing in 300 plus million dollars but you're only you know giving a few pennies By comparison to the players and they are the actual draw um they do have salaries at the international level for clubs like basketball teams like no honestly and this is side note we'll talk about this later the toronto raptors winning the nba championships we need to be looked at the scope of an international team won a u.s championship wow yeah so And so when you think of the salaries, like, oh, one player was worth $141 million or four years, that is what they pay soccer players because it's an international sport and NBA basketball Mm -hmm. is an international sport, which is why it's just getting to where it's going to end up becoming what soccer was, where everyone in the favelas of a poor uh, country are playing it to the slums of a a rich country are playing it. Um, But so, yeah, so let's get back on track here. Uh, the women, they're, they're statistically speaking, three straight World Cup appearances with two wins, four World Cup wins overall out of the eight tournaments. So since the inception, 50% of the time, the U.S. women's national team is going to win the World Cup. I believe they call that dominance. <laughs> Absolutely. Four Olympic gold medal wins, I don't know how, to, how out of how many tournaments, but that proves that they're just they're not slacking when it comes to representing America at any time that they put on the shield. Um, you know, and, and a lot of people will say, well, they, they don't generate as much money. Uh, Five thirty-eight blog ha- has charted that between the 2016 and 2018 fiscal years, the U.S. women national team generated nine hundred thousand more dollars. Even though the U.S. organization like the U.S. Soccer Federation spent seven point four million on men's development in that time, compared to three point six million, so their three point six million netted them an extra nine hundred grand. I don't think it netted them any extra money taking mm-hmm. care of the men's team. Uh, so you know, it's 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 a frustrating thing to think about. Uh, I so put my put my immigrant hat on, because I've lived in the United States for 24 years, but still have a, a, a over time, I have learned new things about America, uh, Mm -hmm. and it's it's great. What I I don't understand is why there isn't an impact to support and make larger something that is the draw, right? They're the draw, so I'm not sure why you wouldn't support the draw. And then when the draw isn't getting supported, or women's sports is not getting supported, the first thing that is done is to start hurting men's sports. Uh, you know, and maybe it's maybe it's not the first thing, maybe it's the last thing because it's been so long since they have not been listened to or heard. Um, but you know, title title nine, right? The title nine, the, mm-hmm. Hofstra, the school Hofstra had a football team. They no longer have a football team because they didn't. are not supporting enough females uh, athletics on their campus, and by this law, if you're not making sure that you're one-for-one you're one supporting women's athletics, there are programs that have to be disbanded. Do I believe that Hofstra's football team should have been disbanded? Absolutely not. They're putting guys in the league. Kyle Arrington, who played for the New England Patriots, was a, a defensive back that came from Hofstra, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's a feeder. These those guys when, were...
0: Wayne, from, Wayne came from Hofstra, former... Saints. You're telling me... He's he's Marcus he's Colson, the former Saints receiver what these guys were great players fantastic Mm -hmm. players
1: coming out it was it was okay not a farm like going down south and finding one of those georgia teams i see one of those sec teams but right this team this one school is putting players out it's like uh, eastern illinois is continuing to put out uh, a a quarterback every now and again they gave us uh, uh tony romo they gave us jimmy garoppolo um but I, I don't think the answer is to say, well, your men's you're, you're doing too much for mens. Let's take away from the men literally just this is America. Somebody
0: sign a check and pay them. Somebody just- they, they need to be paid. I mean, they're just dominating each time. I mean, it's not it's not right. Sorry to cut you off there. But I mean, the fact that they're getting I don't even believe they're getting paid half of what the men's team gets. I mean, and you mentioned the luxury before, too. I mean, the men's team, they're getting, you know, getting char- private private charter jets and first class tickets and things like that Well, the women's team is traveling sometimes being commercial, even by bus yeah. and things yeah. like that. They're just not getting all the, even the amenities that the men's team is getting from what I reports that I've been reading, uh, you know, and it's just not right. When you have a team that has just been so dominant over the years and, you know, and some of their players might even be better than some of the men's teams players. Let you know. let's face it, you know yeah. um, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just amazing to me that how can you just, you know, think that, wow, they should deserve such less pay. Now, you did touch on it before that the investments aren't there. You know, they're not as much money is invested into women's sports. Yeah. Yes, I can probably agree with you. That is probably a fact. I'm not saying it's right, but it is probably a fact. I mean, even women's basketball, even the WNBA, there's not as much yeah. money going to, into the WNBA as the NBA. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, You know, any, any kind of sport like that, you know, there's not as much money going into it. But, you know, if you have a product that is severe severely better than another product, why not put more money into that product? You yeah. know, it's just I'm, like any any sort of business thing you're you're looking at. You know, you, you you're you're, sell, you're selling a service or product, like I said, which is out selling. You know, selling out every single time. But yet yeah, it's it's valued at a lesser value than your than your higher ones. Yeah. But why not put more money behind that product and dish it out more? I, that's what I don't understand. You know, it should be. I think they should be promoted on the highest level possible. I um I mean, you know, I mean, they're just a dominating force. This this women's uh, U.S. national team, yeah. and they they fight out they deserve it. There's no there should be. No no difference just because it's men's sports or just because it's women's sports, you get this or you get that. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're bringing in the revenue, if you're, if you're, if you're winning, you know, bring in more money, would support them as much as possible. Absolutely. You know? um, there's no, there should be no sort of gender line here or one way or the other. Um, that's just my take on it. Uh, you know, and I feel like, I feel, I feel like you agree as well with me it's, it's here as well. But, you know, I feel like something ha- should be done, and I think it will be done. I think their salaries, I think I've read an article there like that, that they will increase over the next couple of years. But still, like you said, if the product is not being invested upon in the right way, I do not the money will never be as equal to the men's team, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. You know, putting together a dynasty, I would love to see it keep going uh, to close the loop on one of those stats. I said, I said that the U.S. women national team generated nine hundred thousand more dollars than what was mm-hmm. spent on them. Uh, they spent seven point four mil on the men, but the men ran a deficit of three and a half million dollars. So the so the men's team who's not winning and not mm-hmm. even going and playing against the best are costing the U.S. money. And it's not. And it's, it's <laughs> this is a sanctioned uh, national team. Right. This is this is a representative of the country. You're allowing the men to waste money, and the women are bringing it back in spades.
0: Well, uh, that should tell you right there. Wow the tra- the travesty, which is you know U.S. soccer right now between men's and women's that you're one one is costing you money, one is bringing you in money, but yet you're not going to invest. Uh, and you know something, I, I, I thought America liked money. Yeah, <laughs> I <thought America laughs> yeah, money. I, I like money. I like money. Like I, money. Like money. Hey, I love money. If they want to give it away, they can give it to me.
1: I ain't got a problem with that. They're already doing that. You want dudes to come out here and not win games? Bro, sign me up. Yeah, Get- I would, I would not do ugly. a
0: damn thing on that soccer field, let me tell you. What? I don't know nothing about no damn soccer. I don't know how to do a bicycle kick, no spinning <laughs> kicks, no goalies, no fo- Nothing. Put me on that field. I will lose all day and still collect the check. I have no problem. Yo, all I, all I need is $5 to buy myself some lunch, and I'm good, all right? <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is D-League Sherman out here about to go all, get it? <laughs> Yo, know, I'll be in there. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. But, uh yeah, I, I, I think we can certainly say just to wrap up, yeah, the women's team, pay, pay, pay them, ladies and gentlemen. Pay them. Pay, Absolutely. pay them like y'all pay my man, B.B. <laughs> <Man. laughs> I'm telling you, man. Moving right along what t- quickly, I wanted to touch base on just some baseball news. We know we haven't talked baseball yet uh, in a while, um, and you know, as the calendar turned to July, uh, as we about midway through now. But of course, everyone knows. Well, most, most baseball fans, especially Mets fans, know as myself, know that July 1st is Bobby Bonilla Day. Unfortunately, me, me. come on. Yep, there you go. You said it before. Why is Bobby Bonilla still a thing? <laughs> I don't know for the love of all that is holy in the world. New York, Reach. the New York, the New York Reach. Mets, my Mets. Um, I just don't know what to say. They're still paying this man. As we know, July 1st, as I said, is Bobby Bonilla did that the Mets sign a check to send a check to Bobby Bonilla for 1.19 million dollars every July 1st. Now this is, this man is 56 years old, ladies and gentlemen. He hasn't played in the majors since 2001, and he last played for the Mets in 1999. But yet he's still getting a check for over a million dollars, and he will get that check until 2035. <laughs> I, I mean, tell him is, why you're mad, son. Tell him why you're mad. This organ, the Mets organization, has just been disappointing so much the last few years. Um, just, I mean, just like I said, just talk about my man Bobby here. Um, you know, when when the Mets agreed to buy out his contract. In 2000 for about I think it was about 5.9 million dollars. Um, instead of just instead of just paying him at 5.9 million dollars, they agreed to pay him in an annual payments of, a, of of almost 1.2 million per 25 years. Now, and a, which included about 8% interest. Now, at that time, the Mets ownership was involved in some sort of Bernie Madoff account that, you know, Congress to bring double digit money in return on their investment. Well, we all know what happened with Mr. Madoff. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't around no more. He he's
1: not around anymore. He did he and you gave your money to a guy whose last name is made off. Can we just think about that for a second? Of course he made <laughs> off with your money, dog.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So now every single July first until two thousand thirty five, and we're in two thousand nineteen now. Until two thousand thirty five, the Mets will give him Bobby Bonilla a check. That means when he at the year in two thousand thirty five, he will be seventy two years old when he still collect the check. Checking almost one point two million dollars a year for doing nothing. Pension. <laughs> he gets news, that pension. I, I guess so. I mean, it's just it's just amazing to me, man. I mean, I, I mean the only other good news, I guess, out of the Mets uh, organization is that uh, Peter Alonso won the home run derby last week. So mm-hmm. good congratulations, for good Shout for out. him. That guy yeah. makes half a million dollars a year. He basically doubled his yearly salary on one night. Yeah, literally, literally, yeah, exactly. He made he made a million dollars for the home run derby. He makes half a million for the season. Yeah, but yet he's still making less than Bobby Bonilla. Which is yeah. we have Bobby Bonilla don't even play anymore, which is out, which is crazy. Also, if you guys saw the American League beat the National League four three in the All Star Game, but uh, like I said, just as a Mets fan, I had to just bring that up there for a second. And just the disarray, uh, uh, which is the New York Mets right now. Uh, I mean, we're I mean, granted we're only four years out from being in the in the World Series against the Royals mm-hmm. back in 2015, but still, the organization as a whole to me is just. Um, I, I, I'm just not even sure what to take, what, what to say about the New York Mets right now, but it is what it is. America,
1: I want you to know that there is a level of disgust that you would have to watch our YouTube podcast to our YouTube show to just be able to see Sherm's face. It just, just <laughs> disgusted by the filth of what he had to discuss right now.
0: I, I just can't. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah, just 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 wipe them off the map, folks. Just get rid of them. I don't even know. Yeah. I mean, we all we all know the Yankees. Uh, it's it's hard for me to admit this, but the Yankees organization is run so much better than the New York Mets organization. But it it, it is what it is. Moving right along, let's get right into it, Obed. Um, we've got so much to talk about, so much more to talk about the NBA. We know we talked about it a lot last week, but man, this has been the wildest off season in the NBA I think I've ever witnessed. Yeah, you know, and I've been watching basketball since the late '80s, um, and it's just been insane. The biggest news, of course, this past week was the signing of Kawhi, or the uh, news of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George yeah. heading to the L.A. Clippers. out of nowhere, out of nowhere. I, I'll admit it; I did not see the PG step coming at all. Neither did I. Um, now, Kawhi signs a three-year, $103 million deal with the Clippers. Now, Paul George, is obviously, he was traded because he was, of course, with the Oklahoma City Thunder there under contract. Um, now, this is Paul George is coming off a, a career year where he averaged a career high of 28 points, 8.2 rebounds, 4 assists, and just over 2 steals, you know. Um, but I know, of course, they're, they're both L.A. guys. It was, Paul George said a few years ago that he actually wanted to play for the Lakers. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he's from L.A. Mm-hmm. But um, when apparently Kawhi came a-calling and Kawhi recruited PG, you know, he he hit him up and said, yo, dude, let's make it happen. And PG went right to uh, Sam Presti and, you know, and the Thunder organization said, hey, do, I'm, I, wanna, I want out, trade me. And they said, all right. And now they got a bundle. They got a bundle for this yeah. guy. I mean, yeah. M- yeah. M- um... I mean, you can Sorry. go ahead and touch on it. Obe. Go ahead, please. Dude. I did, the 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 boatloads of
1: picks being moved for these guys so that teams can say they have. It, before, it was about having the big three. Now it really feels like guys just want to be able to get two superstars and and you know pay them both max contracts, give away the entire farm. Like the Clippers just said, hey, we're in win now mode. The Clippers went from we have a good organization, good, good head coaching, to we're win now. Give away the farm. Bring in good guys. Let's go get it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, look at they got what four first round picks, uh, two first round choices from, my- from, from Miami as well, and they also can also swap first round picks in twenty three and twenty five as well. I mean, they also, I mean, they picked up Denogar, Ari, Shai G- 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 alexander I mean, but the picks, I mean, my goodness, I mean, Paul George, he's a phenomenal player, All Star player, of course. I mean, that's a lot to give up. Yeah, and you said it right. The Clippers are in win now mode. I mean, you know, they've got a good roster. But like I said, I was just completely shocked at the Paul George aspect that Kawhi was able to lure him away from the Thunder. Um, But let me I want to ask the question. Do you believe Paul George finally realized he was not going to win with Russell Westbrook? Is that why he wanted out? I don't I don't want to say
1: I don't believe so. I, I believe he wanted out because Kawhi Leonard came calling. A guy who in, to, in his back pocket can say, I have won the championship in both conferences on two different styles of teams. One that was prepared. Another one that, uh, you know, really was just trying to put together a roster to stay competitive in the East and ended up getting the pieces they needed in Mark Gasol and Kawhi Leonard to, to really go out there and round out and compete. Um, it, it, I think the offer was just too good, you know, and mm-hmm. Because looking at, at the at the Oklahoma City Thunder, I don't think they can compete in the West anymore. Um, just in some of the moves that have happened with the Lakers retooling and bringing in AD with uh, the Rockets make or look like they're going to be making some moves and, and moving things around. Um and and then well because they brought in who did the, the Rockets just bring in they just signed somebody I can't even yeah somebody.
0: yeah we were gonna get to that in a few the guy in Russell Westbrook
1: okay ah uh, yes yeah, yeah Russell uh, yes. there yeah. you go okay so they have retooled so the West is gonna be far harder than I think OKC can actually compete with so that, mm. as much as this says about PG realizing that he wouldn't win with Russell Westbrook what does this say about Oklahoma City and the way they felt about the team that they had just put together this was point this was Paul George's first season there
0: if I'm not mistaken um, well that was his second year that was his second year okay so second year of the of his yeah, contract because he he was done his last year when he got traded from indiana and then he resigned. signed he signed he signed with the thunder um i think it was a three-year or a four-year deal okay. if i'm not mistaken and he's saying that yo know, he wanted to be there because it was all rumored that he was going to leave for la but what Russell's the one that hey listen man stay 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 with me let's mm-hmm. do this and they ended up even getting carmelo anthony you know how that worked out obviously Did not- um <laughs> You know, I was I was kind of surprised. I thought that would be a nice trio—Russ, PG, and and Melo—but actually, that didn't work out. But you know, when PG decided to stay, I was quite shocked by it. You know, realized, okay, let's see what happens. You know, yeah. to me, Pete, it was two things. One, Paul George wanted to go to LA. He wanted to go home. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe he realized he did not, he could not win with Russell Westbrook, just like Kevin Durant realized he could not <laughs> win with Russell Westbrook. Russell, Russell. That's why he, 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 uh, he peaced out a few years back and going, going to Golden State. Um, the thought that so-
1: the Oklahoma City Thunder had uh, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and uh, James Harden on the same team. And just couldn't get it done. Blows my mind,
0: but well, 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 James Harden was not the player he is now. Back then, you know, he was the sixth man. He was coming off the bench. He was the sixth man of the year. Yes, when, you know, they, you know they only played together. For, all three of them only played together for three years. Yeah. Well, as I said, Harden came out. He won sixth man of the year. Then he, when he moved to, he got well, moved to uh, Houston. Um, but you know, he was not, he didn't, he really didn't develop into his own, to this MVP player until he was with Houston. Cause he was the guy, he was him. It was all in on him. So he yeah. had the room to, to, to breathe room to grow. Yeah. You know, it was, if, if, I feel like if he had stayed in Oklahoma city thunder, his talents would have never, wouldn't have come out as much because it would have still been the Kevin Durant show and um, Russell, with Russell Westbrook, you know,
1: having what comes off the bench from him and been like, no, stay there. He would have been there. Jason
0: Terry. There you go. Exactly. You know, uh, you know, a, a, he would have been there. Lou Williams, you know, just really developing off the bench there. So um, but I just think PG realized, you know, I've got to do it now. Pull it's Pull me pull the trigger. I've got one of the top five players in the NBA telling me to come through. And it we're in LA, LA, the glitz, the glamour, of Hollywood, you know what I mean? Like I said, and that's their home city. That's yeah. their home, you know, home state. So why not make it happen? Um you know, I think the Clippers look good. The Clippers look really good. You know, I mean, they were in the playoffs last year. They've got a great coach in Doc Rivers still. So I think they're going to make some things happen. Um, and, you know, and we mentioned Russell Russell. We'll gets that in one second. But in other L.A. news, DeMarcus Cousins also signed with the Lakers on a one-year, three-and-a-half million-dollar deal. So he gets reunited with Anthony Davis, um, which, I, which I like to pick up. So you've got two big men there, you know, an um, AD and, and, Cousins, and Boogie Cousins. Um, you know, and the Lakers even picked up Avery Bradley on a two-year, nine-point-seven million dollar deal. I believe the second year is a player option. Yeah. Now, nice. Lakers have been making a lot of moves this offseason. season, as we all know. Of course, we mentioned, of course, AD. They also, you know, we talked about getting Danny Green before. Um, I, I want to really ask this: is the question now, who do you think it has the better LA team? Is it the Lakers or is it the Clippers?
1: It's for me, it's the Clippers. For me, it's the Clippers. And I think you're, you're seeing a comp- comparable to the Raptors. I think for Kawhi, when he looked at the Clippers, he thought he probably saw kind of the same dynamic, same setup of a team as he had with the Raptors, and he was able to be very successful there. So put me there, bring one more, and we can probably do the same things and be competitive wherever we're at, right? Um, again, I know he wanted to go home. The West is very competitive, but I think because they've got the great coaching there in Doc Rivers uh, mm-hmm. working with another great player in Paul George, I think they're going to, they're going to have the ability to elevate the rest of this roster more so than, you know, so, there's something about a LeBron James run team that I'm like, if they, are, if they aren't showing something early, I'm going to be concerned. I'm going to be mm-hmm. concerned that when, when it's not working with the roster I'll let you go in a second without working for the roster for LeBron He he's not in it and I don't think you the the move that he just made to have the Lakers bend to his will and do what he wanted after they got rid of magic that this is going to be a defining time like Bron you got it they get you they they gave up their future for you and whatever you think you want to do mm. you have to go beat the guy that just proved he can win in any conference so
0: yeah yeah that. but I mean you know it's Look at, look at, let's let's take a look at the Lakers roster for one second here. You know, you you got, uh, like, of course, it starts with, all starts with LeBron, of course. Anthony Davis, Boogie Cousins, Danny Green, who they signed up, he said, got from Toronto. Rajon Rondo will be at point guard. Picked up, you got, of course, you've got Kyle Kuzma, who's a young young, and up-and-coming guy. Now, I think he will probably end up coming off the bench because, you know, since he got, you know, he plays power forward. And since he got AD and even Boogie there, probably end up being off the bench. But that's a great piece to come off the bench there. Yeah. Uh, so we said, you know, Like we said, Avery Bradley, uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, JaVale McGee as a backup, you know, can kind of fill the role defensively there. Even Quinn Cook coming over from the Warriors as well. You know, comparing, you know, and J- they picked up Jared Dudley, that veteran as well, who has great presence in the locker room. Yeah. Comparing it really to the Clippers team, Patrick Beverly starting, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, uh, you know, Lou Williams coming off the bench. Just just looking at it just on paper, to me, the Lakers have a better team. Now, can the Lakers, all these guys, these big names, can they coexist and play well together? That's yeah. the real issue. Yeah. That's why I'm gonna, you know, it's it's almost, to me it's it's right now. I feel like it's 50 People will, some people will look to listen to this and say, "What are you crazy? The Lakers got they're they're so much better." And like I said, on paper okay. they are yes. they are a hundred percent better than the Clippers. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like it's still got I mean, the Clippers still have Kawhi and PG, but they're just depth wise they're about it. But like I said, with the Clippers team who really didn't have that star last year and still made the playoffs, yeah, you, you yeah. know what I mean, in the West, um, in the West. Exactly. And they're running, They've got better coaching.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. They've got a, they've got a better GM. Yeah. And they got better ownership right now. You know, that front. And if you if you have a solid front office, that will help. That goes a long way. So, you know, that's why I say it's almost, it's pretty much 50 50 for me. Maybe I'll give us, like I said, I'll give a slight edge to the Lakers. Maybe just because like I said, on paper, they are the better team to me. Yeah. Um. But I think, these these Clippers and the Lakers games in Staples Center, they're going to be exciting. They are. This is this is. Not, I'm not going to say Lake Show, but there there's some
1: impressive talent that's going to be suiting up for them night in and night out. DeMarcus Cousins, if the health is there, he looked like he was healthy at the end of the, his run with the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, him and and having that familiarity with, with Anthony Davis, LeBron giving you whatever LeBron gives you, and knowing that their point guard is an NBA championship point guard in Rajon Rondo. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. They're able to start at least four All Stars. I use that term in at some point in their career with Rajon Rondo being an All Star that are going to suit up and go out there and play. Right. Uh, it's 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 a formidable front. I think you're gonna LeBron again. How much is he gonna play uh, week in week out? You know, he'll he'll definitely be there. He, they'll give him the Cristiano Ronaldo treatment. He will play the big games. You won't see him out here for for nonsense. No. Um, but as long as they I think this team can keep wins together, I think they can challenge uh, as at least the two, if not the three in the West, um, because I just don't uh, I don't want to count the Warriors out. But I, I think this is going to be a down year for the Warriors. Um,
0: I, I think so, too, especially with Clay being out, you know, from probably majority of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I, the, the, I, I don't I don't honestly I don't I don't see the rock. Excuse me, though. I don't see the Warriors being higher than a five seed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree.
0: I, I'd I see them somewhere around five, even six, maybe, you know, like I said, if clay comes back full strength, let's say by, I don't know, February, it yeah. might give them a bigger push towards the end, but really it's going to be this, the, uh, the chef, chef Curry show. You know it what I mean? Just... Chef Curry with the shot boy, you know? You
1: know absolutely. <laughs>
0: so, so, um, you know, and so we'll see how that goes, but you know, we, I wanted to touch on, we, you started to touch on it earlier, the biggest surprise of this past week, of course, is the Oklahoma City Thunder trading Russell Westbrook to Houston for 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 a, for a point guard Chris Paul? Um, I didn't see this coming. And now, as soon as the PG thing happened, it was reported that Russell Westbrook went to you know Sam Presti and the rest of the Thunder organization and said, "Hey, what's good? What yeah. what the hell's going on? Pretty That's much it. like you know, why are you getting rid of my guys? You know, how am I supposed to basically?" Yeah. How am I supposed to work here? You know, Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, you're, if you're just getting rid of his all of his help, he's not yeah. going to win. He really, I think he realized he's like, "Yo, I got to be out, dude," yeah. because y'all ain't trying to put a winning team together. Y'all are clearly in rebuild mode. Yes, and that, that was something I was
1: trying to touch on earlier. You know, to like, do you believe that oh, OKC said, "Okay, it's over"? Did they? Did they?
0: I, I I think so. When when they realized that PG wanted out. And they can get all these picks, you know, really geared up for the future. Now, I don't think they expected your boy Russ to go up there and be like, yo, dude, yo, dude man, let's go. I'm, I want to be out, too. I don't think they expected that at all. Okay. I think they, they, they really thought that, okay, Russell's here. He's, he's devoted to this city. He's been here since his entire career. Yeah. You know, Paul George wants out. Okay, Paul George. Yeah. We have our guy. We have our main superstar. We have our guy. We have our veteran. You know, we'll get some picks in. We'll maybe rebuild for a couple of years, and we'll be out. We'll be all right. Yeah but then when Russell westbrook Bensey went to them it was like, yo, what the deuce it, yeah. he he was you know I mean, you know, they were kind of like, oh crap, what are we gonna do now because I think Russ was basically obviously he was mad about it you know
1: yeah. <laughs> at thirty years old, I mean, the last thing you want to do is tell me that the team I thought we were going to uh going to invest in you're giving mm-hmm. up on i don't have that many years left bro to play at this mvp caliber level that i know i can which i don't know if there's enough balls in houston to do that but we'll, you know we'll go from there
0: yeah, yeah. i mean yeah you're definitely going to say that in a second but um i mean now it was rumored that, i think it was reported that russell westbrook didn't try to convince paul george to stay at all yeah. he was like all right yo you out you out Holler for a dollar you know, hey, so right? Chuck up the yeah, I'll see you on the flip side, homie. You yeah. know what I mean? So, I mean, Houston got two projected first-round picks in, t- in 2024 and 26, and Nielsen got two pick swaps in 21 and 25. Now, as you just mentioned it before, can Russell Westbrook and James Harden really coexist together in Houston now? <sighs> uh, and like we said before, they were teammates before bro, when Harden was coming off the bench, like I said. Yeah. Now, you have pretty much two ball hogs. And yeah. ball dominant play Russell Westbrook is a ball dominant point guard. I think I, I mentioned it before last week, Russell Westbrook is a shooting guard in a point guards body. That's yes. why he plays point guard, you know, yeah. you know, and I, I, I don't, to be honest, I don't see it working. I yeah. don't. I don't see it working between Russell Westbrook and James Harden together. They're too much of a ball hog each. They want the ball in their hands. They want to make that shot. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Especially with Mike Dan- with Mike D'Antoni coach running that team. You know that squad. Um,
1: defense. There's never going to be a defense. There's
0: no. There's no defense whatsoever. He doesn't coach defense. You know. Um, and I, I think I've said it before. It's grit. You put up 120 points a game. But what happens when you put up one hundred? When you give up one hundred and twenty-one, you lose the game.
1: (laughs) So, there was any team that had uh, uh, what is his name at point guard? Um, the Canadian uh, player. He played for the the Suns and the Cat, the uh, Mavericks. And when this happened, he they literally. Steve Nash. Whenever Steve Nash was a point guard, your team was going to score at least one hundred and thirty points. You was going to lose one thirty-one to one thirty.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's great. Like I said, they want to be running, 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 gun offense, you know, so to speak. But um, it doesn't only really go so far. What do you think about this match? This, this, cause this teaming his team with Russ and uh, Harden.
1: I just I completely agree. I don't think they can code because I don't think you can have two ball hogs. Somebody's going to have to like swallow their pride and pass the ball. And Mm -hmm. Russell Westbrook, really, if you watch the last few years, specifically in his uh, MVP season, there were opportunities there where they were just making sure he got the ball. right, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Making sure he had a hand on the ball. All the touches, all the rebounds, all the stuff. It was great.
0: Oh, yeah. He was purposely going for that triple-double. He knew exactly what he was doing for sure.
1: Absolutely. Um, And is that going to fly when you already have a guy who is doing that? Now, I don't know if, if James Harden is going for a triple-double every night, but I know no, he's trying to score his 35, 40 points. He's trying to keep his 30 points up every sure. night. He's yeah. trying to keep his 30 points up every night. So, And, you know, we have uh, we have Chauncey Billups coming out and saying, hey, the problem with Melo was that uh, he uh, he wanted to get his 30. That was, That's what mattered the most to him, was for him to get his 30 versus doing what the team needed. He was like, we would win games, and he would have 22, and he'd be sulking on the bench. But we would lose games, he would have 35, and he'd be the guy pepping everybody up because he already ate. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that's going to have to be be dealt with or, or figured out some way, because it's not just the Russell Westbrook and James Harden show, but if that's what you want it to be, you can have one guy that can attack the lane, you can have one guy that can attack the perimeter. Um, you know, if you can make that coexist with the other three guys who are just going to be really like standing, moving pieces out there... Mm-hmm you might be able to do something, but I, I, I'm on, I'm with you on this one. I don't think this is going to work.
0: Yeah. I really don't think it's going to work either. It's going to be tough. You know, like I said, like you said, there's just not enough balls to go around to be honest. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Uh, on the the flip side with CP three, uh, what is this news about? He
1: might never play for OKC.
0: They're pretty much, they're pretty much just trying to trade him. They just pretty much acquired him to just trade him out. I mean, he's what 34 years old. I believe it is 30, you know, going on 35. Um, you know they're looking at possible destinations for him, possibly Miami, which would be you know teaming him up with something. But now, to be honest, I thought when it, when their news broke that Russell Westbrook might want out, I thought he could go to Miami. Yeah, you know, because yeah. um, there was there no, less Yeah, Russell Westbrook's contract is ridiculous. They were he's making what I think like forty million dollars a year. Yeah, Something like like one hundred and forty million dollars on the contract, some crazy like that. Yeah, so there's not there were not weren't many places that could even afford Russ. Yeah. Um, but like I said, so now that um, he, you know, quote Chris Paul is there in Oklahoma City, so to speak. He, will, I don't think he's going to be there for much for much longer. You know, I think they're really basically just trying to move and acquire picks. Like I said, they've done their own straight up rebuild mode now. Um, the only option I've heard of, you know, where Chris Paul may go is Miami. Now putting him, like I said, putting him with Jimmy Butler, that would be, no, that would be somewhat. I think that would be somewhat nice. Um, I'm not really sure. There hasn't been much, much else, much other, me, much other rumors of you know where Chris Paul uh, may land up. But um, you know, I think at this point, he wants to play for a contender. Yeah. 'Cause like I said, he's what, 34th, I, I believe, maybe going on 35. You know, he's only got maybe a few years left. He's, he's he's been injury played the last few seasons. Yeah. Um, you know, he needs he wants to go somewhere where he has a chance to win a championship. You know, at this point in the career, he's made enough money. You know, I think he really just wants to wants to win that ring. Um, I'm not really sure where else he could possibly go. Just looking at the Western Conference, you know what I mean? Um, He's not going to go to Golden State, obviously. He won't go back to the Clippers or, you know, won't be a Lakers, you know. Um, Really, like I said, I mean, because within the West, you've got, you know, we've got the Warriors, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Rockets, and you know, even maybe the Blazers, you know. Neither of those teams really are going to afford or want him. Or like I said, Blazers, they had their point guard in Damian Lillard. So yeah. it really is really the Eastern Conference. He's not going to go to Boston or Brooklyn. We all know they've got their point guards yeah. or even Philadelphia. So where can – I mean, does he go to Milwaukee maybe, teaming up with Giannis? Maybe. Uh, but I mean, is that
1: team even – Do they need him? Enough? Do they need him? No. I mean, they first teamed the 50 wins. Uh, you know, they've got the MVP as their, as their, their face of the team. It's Which the I early.
0: predicted, by the way. I believe you did as well, too. Yes. Uh, <laughs>
1: okay, kudos to
0: us. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. Yep. But, um, I, you know, I I don't even see another team, you know, in the East where he could go, to be honest with you. You know? No? I don't think – and it, it really, this is now a complete opposite from, like you said, you've been watching basketball since the late
1: 80s. This is a complete switch from what was the 90s dominance of the Eastern Conference having all of the studs mm-hmm. <laughs> to now the West is where
0: everything will be won. It's loaded. The West is loaded up with all-stars. Yeah, so – you know, um, but we'll we'll see. I guess we'll see what really happens there. Um, now, the, it's also rumored that the Rockets are trying to trade for Andre Iguodala. Now, he was part of that sign and trade with, with D'Angelo Russell. I think he's in Memphis. He might not even play there. Um, like I said, Houston may get him. The, Houston also picked a veteran Tyson Chandler in a one-year deal. Uh, you know, so Houston's definitely trying to build up that squad. But you know, like like we just said, Russ and Harden together. I think it might be some trouble. You know, there. You know, they've got a pretty deep squad. I mean, Russell, Eric Gordon, Harden, P.J. Tucker, Clint Capella. You know, they've got a on paper. They've got a great squad too. Yeah, yeah. Like we mentioned, the Lakers on paper they look they look phenomenal on paper. But can they can they really make it work? You know, I'm not sure what's going to happen there. Last um, last point of the day. I know Obed... <laughs> Just watching this, watching this Bama play, I just, Taco Fall, 7'6",
1: 310 pounds, barely hops when he turns around and, and dunks. And I just, is, is this guy the automatic? If you haven't seen this guy in summer league, it is it is amazing to watch a man of that size move around like he's on he's on like minute bowl status over here. Yeah, My, I, think, and,
0: I think I think he's actually seven seven, to be honest with you, actually. Yeah. But yeah,
1: Christ. So so now for me, it's like, all right, well, how does this translate to the league? You know, can you have a guy that big operating on a run and gun team? Is he moving the court up and down the court as quickly as a team like that would need? defensively, he's there. I'm sure he could hang in the Eastern Conference, but I wonder if, you know, we keep seeing, like, these large, gargantuan men. Are, are, I haven't seen a Yao Ming yet, right? Like, Yao is a whole nother league of his own, uh, mm-hmm. and I don't think Taco Fall has that skill set, so I don't know if this is this is fool's gold. I don't know. Do, do you feel like there's a place in the NBA for Taco Fall to be successful?
0: You know, it's... You mentioned almost, like, Yao Ming and things like that. it's It's hard. Every time you see these big tall 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 centers coming into the league it's always rough for them really to really dominate as long as you know have a have a really long long have longevity excuse me yeah you know for that throughout their career and and being dominant and play well because of injuries yeah. you know there, it's one it's the knees and two it's their feet you know We yeah. saw it with a Yao Ming you oh. know he had so many foot injuries even Greg Oden, who barely even played, you know, with yeah. the knee injuries, you know, so that's really going to be the thing. Can he really, you know, play? Yeah. Sure, he can play. You know, he's going to de- He has to develop. Obviously, you know, he's he's going hit- to he's coming off. He's, he's in his rookie season. He's you know entering this year. Yeah. Um, he's going to he's got to develop his skill. You know, he's you know with with the Boston Celtics. You know, I mean, they've got a great coaching there. They'll they'll really help him out. But can he last? You know, that's really the key for me. Can he really? Stay healthy, you know. These big men, all that weight, like I said, he's over 300 pounds. All that weight being put on his knees and his feet, and his lower body, yeah, it takes, takes a toll. Um, but he you know, he, he, can, he can ball. I've seen him, I've seen him ball a little bit. He's he's okay. He's got to develop, you know, he's gonna, you know, learn to play the post, you know, and as he can, of course, I'm sure, but really develop that outside game because you know, this is a real shooter's league, you know. Yeah. This yep. is, you know, I think DB mentioned it before. This is not the 90s when guys were in the post all day long. It was the center dominant league back in the 90s with Ewing and Alonzo Mourning and Akeem Olajuwon, David Robinson, those guys. You know, it's a really a shooter's league. You got, you know, you got Giannis Adam He's he's, shoot, he's shooting out there, shooting threes. He, you know what I mean? Singus. Is- because Porzingis is out here Bruce shooting Jokic.
1: threes. Yeah, you,
0: you know, you know, Jokic, right. He's yeah, exactly so. You know, he's got to develop his outside game. So it, I think if he does that, you know, he can definitely um, play very well. And maybe, and if he stays healthy, he can he can last a while in the in the in the league. So I'm not. I think that's what really his 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 key to success is for for a Taco fall. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, I don't I don't know what you also have to say on Taco, but to me that's what. But I'm not choking on my water. <laughs> don't die on us now. <laughs> but if you do, it's okay. I can find another, I can find another co-host. It's all right. <laughs> don't replace me,
1: America. America, don't replace me. <laughs> I'll never quit on you, America. Don't quit on me. Um, no, I just, I, again, yeah, I, I, it, for me, it was, like you said, at uh, the time in the NBA when it was the center-nominated league and watching him, I saw I saw elements of the old game, right? A guy who helped defend, pick up the boards, clean up the boards, Distribute the ball, get buckets when needed, but not this ultra dynamic, large individual shooting from everywhere on the court uh, that, you know, I mean, it, it's 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 refreshing to see that. But he sticks out so much as somebody coming into the game with the kind of skill set he has if they can develop it. Yeah, but he looks like an old school center that i have been like, damn, whatever team has him watch out for those guys. Right. But now that's that's not the case, right? He Is he hitting big shots out from from around the perimeter? Doesn't look like it. <laughs> and, and if he if he – You're going to have
0: to. You're going gonna to learn today. He's going to have to learn because that's, yeah. that's,
1: that's keeping people alive in the league, man. I, and that is, that's another story, another conversation or another day. Just the, the low percentage shoot-up shot, throw-up shots that, like, yes, are in a person's wheelhouse. I still will to this day will say that – Steph Curry should have drove the lane, attacked the basket, taken the foul, tied the game, then played for overtime as opposed to going for the three ball, missing and losing. But that's yeah, just but, me.
0: But yeah, but come on, Steph Curry with a three on a three, on a three like that, on a good, was, look. Dude, on a good look. you you think he's making that shot. Let's be honest here folks. Yes, let so hi-
1: Yeah, it's okay. good. that shot. But I I think old school should have took it there. Know that you're going to the line. Know that yeah. you're going to know that you could possibly put somebody over there in foul trouble. Like, like sure. I, like uh, I said, saying? it's a young, young man's
0: man, I mean, shooter. it's a shooter's game. Young man mentality. It's a shooter's game. It's, it's yep. you know, but, uh, well, folks, that's our time for this week here on What's the Word Entertainment. Um, thank you guys for listening and joining in. Of course, Obed, good to, good to have you on as as always. Um, my, my, uh, my partner in crime here on What's the Word Entertainment. Anything else for you from you, Obed, this week?
1: You know what? It's been a, it's been a long one, it's been a crazy one. We're at the second back half of the MLC, MLB season. Uh, you know, we've got all the moves going on. The, the training camp is about to start next week. It's an exciting time, America. Buckle in, strap yeah. in.
0: Yeah, we're we're getting we're getting we're getting ready to lock and load, people. We're locking and ready to load. So we'll be bringing you a lot more from here on. What's the word entertainment? Stay tuned as always. Don't forget to check out the complete channel on soundcloudcom entertainment. Thank you guys for joining in. As always, see you guys next time. Peace. Okay.